As a Grizzlies fan, it has always been my duty to stand by my players and never admit when they do wrong or when they embarrass me. There was one exception to the rule, and his name was Chandler Farson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10. Woo! I feel like we're in iCarly, you know, when they have those noise machines. Yeah. I wish we could do that. Episode 10. If you have listened to any episode so far, if this is your first episode, if this is your 10th episode, we want to thank you so much for supporting us on this journey. And we cannot wait to continue creating more until we're on episode 10,000. 10,000? No, I don't think we're going to be doing it that long. Would that even be like possible? I'm bad at math. Yeah, it's possible, but we would be like old people by the end of it. True. Everyone listening is like old people. <laughs> no, we, it's okay. Uh, so I guess Adam's already chimed in. This is my co-host, Adam Aronson. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Sixers Adam. You can follow me at Molly Hannah M. Follow us both, Burners and B-Ball. If you have any hot takes, I'm like out of breath. If you have any hot takes, don't forget to hashtag burner take. And if you have any stories, comments, concerns, email us burnersandbasketball at gmail.com. Also, leave a review rate. That would be lovely. Um, Tell us what you have enjoyed or hated. Actually, don't do that from the podcast. Okay, let's get right, right to it. Adam, these have been a big few days in the NBA. Um... There's been some play and things happening. What is your favorite storyline so far? Uh, I think my favorite, at least the most like heartwarming thing, is the Knicks clinching the four seed. Um, I mean, for a team that's been in like hell, basically, like they've been for, I think, like seven years without making the playoffs. And like nobody expected anything like this from them at all. Uh, and for them to not only be a playoff team, but to actually be hosting a first round series, uh, you know, with the way that Julius Randle has grown to a star and the way Tom Thibodeau is coaching them, he might win coach of the year. It's just a really nice story, um, you know, to go from where they were to now having seemingly a very bright future uh, is a nice, uh, you know, wrinkle to the season. I swear if I have to see that picture of that kid one more time, that's Christmas wish. (laughs) <laughs> was to make also how the hell has he not like come out by now like how have social media not found him that's what i'm really worried about like there's no way no one sent this kid this meme he can't be too old stop he's like elderly now <laughs> but anyways they finally made the playoffs after a long time and i don't know okay here's my thing like i'm glad that the knicks are good because I like when teams who have struggled for a long time are finally good. Obviously you and I don't have the same like tie to classic Knicks basketball since while we've been alive and really watching the NBA, like they haven't been good. Right. Right. So I don't know, like Taylor Rooks, I saw who I love and she's great, but she had a tweet um, where she said that like, Oh, the league is better when the Knicks are good. Like who doesn't agree with this? And for me, I just, it's, it's something I see people say all the time, this, this narrative that like the NBA is just this greater place when the Knicks are good. And I just don't, like, I don't see it that way. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's like certainly a cool story to watch the Knicks, as I was just talking about. But yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because we don't know, because the Knicks have only been good a few times during our lives. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll be proven wrong here. But I also, I think the NBA is just fine, regardless of whether or not the Knicks make the playoffs. I think uh, the talent <laughs> level in the league is still there. For me, it's just like the Knicks or any other team. I don't know. Why is the league so much better? The league is better when more teams are talented, but why the Knicks? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, why well, not? everybody loves everybody loves like a good team in a big market, and they're in like the biggest market of them all. I know. Well, why so, am like, I? I get I'm kind of like, anti. They have the you know the world's most famous arena, all that you know stuff that they have going. So like I get it in a sense, and like I get why people would want the Knicks to be good. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of anti big market. So yeah, I could have guessed <laughs> that. <laughs> I right. think that's why I don't care as much as everyone else. Does. Yeah, that's probably it. It just bothers me how how a team could be so bad for so long, but NBA media is still pushing for every single small market superstar to go to that team literally for years. Oh, he should go to the Knicks. Like why, why not the Grizzlies? Why not the Pelicans? Why should you yeah. go to the Knicks? I know. Yeah, I know, I mean, I know it, why. <laughs> yeah. It speaks to how bad the Knicks have been that they play in New York city and have not gotten any big free agents in a very long time. Literally. Um, like, that's how bad it's been that nobody even wants to go play in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, yeah. And now, you know, maybe they'll get guys and maybe, you know, they'll become a contender soon and it'll be awesome and we'll feel like idiots for having this conversation. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I've never, like, in my entire life, I've never watched the NBA and been like, huh, if only the Knicks were good, then this whole <laughs> thing would be better. Right. Like, man, RJ Barrett, just him being good makes the league the league was awful last year. We needed RJ. Yeah, okay, exactly. Wait. I, have a, I actually watched a game in Madison Square Garden once, and I have to admit, going from the FedEx Forum, uh, which is the Memphis Arena, to, <laughs> to Madison Square Garden was absurd. I think that was my first time. Uh, I've been to a Mavs game, but going, I don't think it was in that like big, crazy stadium. Going to a Knicks game was so funny because like, Literally at timeouts, they had this segment where they would like play a clip from a movie with several actors in it. And everyone was just like, who is it? And then they would like zoom in on the person in the crowd. And it was like, yeah. And everyone would like go crazy, but secretly be disappointed. Like it has a clip from the Hunger Games with Jennifer Lawrence. And then it's like, PETA's here. And we're all like, yay. Hmm. Anyways, that's my Madison Square Garden story. And it's weird because that was back when Porzingis was supposed to be like this. This literal savior, like the next, I don't know, LeBron. He was literally regarded as like someone who I feel like he was like Jokic, like how people regard him now. I think people maybe thought Porzingis would. Yeah, I mean, they thought Porzingis was going to be a superstar for them. And then eventually he ends up getting traded. And now, like, he's certainly a good player, but far from, I think, what a lot of people expected. Agreed. Okay, so let's get into the other play-in scenarios. Um, let's just get this out of the way. The Grizzlies played the Warriors today. Um, not a big deal to me. I was just a casual observer with no real ties. So the Grizzlies lost. The Warriors won. It was a 17-point game at the end of the third, and the Grizzlies actually led, which is pretty remarkable. They got it to where... 
they led by, I think the highest was like two at that point after. And then Steph Curry did his thing and they won. But so now the Grizzlies play the Spurs Wednesday. And I think we are just realizing from the two games going on right now, it's a Sunday night that the world is going to get what they've been waiting for. We are going to get a Lakers Warriors game. Adam, like how freaking exciting is that from just a basketball fan perspective? I mean, as exciting as it could possibly be in, in one of these playing games to have LeBron and Steph and of course like Anthony Davis and everyone else in that <laughs> series, but no. those two specifically going back and forth is going to be so much fun. Uh, I think everybody would probably give the edge to the Lakers because they're just a more well-rounded team. But at the same time, as you saw firsthand earlier today, if Steph Curry gets hot, it doesn't matter who you're playing against because he's just going to win the game with the shooting. Yes. However, I was saying to my dad earlier, I feel like it's going to be impossible for either of those teams for it not to come down to the wire just because Steph, LeBron may be the one guy because of the history they have and the way he can literally just turn it on really when he wants to in the fourth quarter. I feel like it's going to go down to the wire. I would be surprised if it didn't. And just everyone would be disappointed if it didn't. Um, It's just going to be amazing. Steph Curry is freaking amazing. And I think one of the burner takes on a previous episode was like, why aren't we saying that Steph Curry is the best player in the world? Because everyone just always wants to call him a shooter. And I mean, at what point are we like Steph Curry? Like, who's better than Steph Curry? Yeah, I mean, you could argue that nobody's been better than him this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would probably say Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid have been better, but Steph has an argument, and at the very worst, he's in that top three or top five. You it's know, just, that's uh, true. It's like it's, you could argue that yeah. he is the best. Yeah, it's just so crazy how quickly a game can turn. And we've seen this with the Warriors for the last many years, but like they can be you know down six and then in two minutes be like up 11 and you have no idea how it happened because Steph and whoever else they have, uh, you know, are going to be able to, you know, put the team on their back and hit a million threes. And and then you get like blown out of the game before you even know it. So actually, I think I'm not saying the Grizzlies would have won had this not happened, but the moment I knew that we did not have a chance to win was when I should stop saying we. I should start being more professional. (laughs) The moment I knew, I'm kidding, I'll never do that. The moment we knew there was really no chances with a few minutes to go, I think at this point maybe we were up to fired up. Draymond flops and Dylan Brooks is called for the foul, which leads to him getting fouled out. I think at that moment the game was pretty much over. Uh, When you have the momentum like that, and then the guy who really brings a lot of fire and energy to your team gets fouled out, it's it's tough, especially because he's so good at um, defending stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a fun game. Uh, I know it wasn't as fun for you, given the ending. You uh, know, it, it's hard because I wasn't. You can't even watch that and be like, "Man, f Steph Curry." Like right. me, and, me and my dad, not to mention him again, <laughs> we're like watching it together, and we were like. I mean, there was one point where it was obviously over and he missed a three. And we're like, why are we both rooting for that to go in? It's like, it's fun. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Because it's unlike anything that like anyone has ever seen before. And it's why he's the best shooter ever. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's more frustrating when someone random gets hot and then it's like, man, why against us? But with Steph, yeah. it's like you expect it. It would be Yeah, it's not even like LeBron like, you know, blowing past people and dunking on everybody cuz he's like 6'9 and a freak athlete. Like Steph is like, you know, 6'2 and very small and skinny and he's just skinny like legend. an assassin at that size. It's crazy. I just said skinny legend on our podcast. <laughs> nice. It had to be said. But yeah, so now we've got the Lakers Warriors coming up uh, and the Grizzlies Spurs, which I'm pretty sure everyone is just going to be excited about the first game I mentioned. Um, I was talking to someone earlier and I was saying how with the Grizzlies Spurs, it's like almost I'm more scared of Popovich than I am of like any player on the Spurs. Yeah. Honestly, which is so weird and unique. And I can't say that for any other team, but it just freaks me out. I don't know. He's had this edge against the Grizzlies ever since we took them out as an eight seed and they were a one. It just scares me because he's he's like, no matter what, he's always going to out coach your coach. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's such a huge advantage to have, like, I feel like there are a few coaches in the league where they're so good that you just have an automatic advantage. Like, I think Popovich is one of those. I think Eric Spolster in Miami is one of those. Uh, to just, like, have that advantage going in strategically is, like, really important and a big deal. And it's why a San Antonio team that, like, doesn't have tons of talent, they have some guys I like, but they're not, like, crazy talented. They lose LaMarcus Aldridge in the middle of the season to a buyout. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, they're still like quite easily in the playing tournament and have a very real chance of winning. Okay, wait. LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, him retiring reminded me of the Hall of Fame thing that happened. You know, a bunch of people were inducted into the yep. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And this tweet, I don't know if you saw this, but I ha- since this is Burners from Basketball, we have to talk about a hilarious tweet. Uh, basically, he named the Hall of Fame class, Woj did, and one of the players was Ben Wallace. <laughs> did you see this? No, I did not and see And a woman this. named Jennifer, a nice lady named Jennifer, replied and said, Ben Wallace and myself had fun back in high school. <laughs> oh, jeez. And like it got like a ton of likes. She obviously like you know how sometimes moms will use social media. Yeah. Like yeah, and she replied like, "Wow, didn't expect people to see this." Like yes, like that we had a very nice time or something with like a winky face. And I'm just like, oh, I did not expect Ben Wallace having a high school sweetheart to get uh, promoted on our podcast. But here we are. <laughs> Shout out Jennifer. Another Twitter storyline that we have to mention is our friend Badly, Badly, Badly Beal. Bradley Beal um, had some words for Kent Bazemore after Kent Bazemore had some words about Beal. Do you know what he said about him? Yeah. Uh, Beal is funny because Beal tweeted something about like, you know. This, no, no, no. I'm not, what, did, what did Bazemore oh, originally say? Bazemore made a, he made a joke about how Bradley Beal tweaked his hamstring trying to catch Steph Curry in the scoring title race. Right. And then Bradley Beal goes on Twitter and at first was like, you know what? I'm not going to give this the time of day. You know, I he's like, should I go in to it? And then he's like, all right, should I go all in on him? And people are like, yeah. And then Bradley Beal is just like relentlessly roasting Kent Bazemore for an entire night on Twitter. Yes. Uh, it was extremely funny. And if you're like Kent Bazemore, 
Like, if if you're Kent Bazemore, why, like, on earth would you just take a shot at someone who is so much better than you? Like, it just puts you at an immediate disadvantage. Like, Bradley Beal averaged, like, 30 points a game this year, and Kent Bazemore scored, like, five the night before he made that comment about Beal. And, like, I just, like, he should have known what was coming when he did that. Yeah. It was just inevitable. And if you're Beal, you're in a tough position because it's so easy to say, like, oh, just rise up above it, make one, like, shady comment, beat on. But when, like, it's so personal, you know what I mean? Like, you have this understood respect for everyone else in the league. Uh, I act like I'm in the league. Like, yeah, we just all respect each other so much. But, and just for someone, you know what I mean, to say something so personal, especially about injuries, which is, like... Yeah, it's lame. It's, that's the thing you just yeah. don't. If it, yeah, like if a guy starts, like if he chokes in a big game or he misses a shot or whatever, like that is like, okay, that's just like competitive basketball. Making fun of guys getting injured is never fun or good. Yeah. Uh, Can and I like mind? not, Kent Bazemore is not like evil or something, but still yeah. like not, not the right thing to say. And he, I mean, he walked himself right into the line of fire. Yeah, I think that what, I think Warriors fans were actually on Beal's side after Bazemore's comments until um, Beal said something about Steph, which I thought that was kind of unnecessary. Like, why do you have to bring Steph into it? He basically yeah. said, this is the guy that was looking up my stats or something. Yeah, the whole thing was weird. And and just so we can be clear, Steph clinched the scoring title today uh, when he went crazy. Uh, what did he finish with, like, 44 points or something? Something like know. that? You I don't wasn't even, watching. You don't even want to rediscuss it again, but... <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's it's just, like, very weird on the part of Kent Bazemore. Uh, and I'm just... I'm not surprised that he ended up getting roasted the way that he did. Can I, like, remind you of a moment, speaking of ending somebody on Twitter... As a Grizzlies fan, it has always been my duty to stand by my players and never admit when they do wrong or when they embarrass me. There was one exception to the rule, and his name was Chandler Parsons. <laughs> do you Grizzlies remember, fans love Chandler Parsons. Do you no no no? But do you know what I'm what I'm about to build up to? What Twitter moment? Because I feel like we don't talk about this enough as a society. I, I actually am not sure, so I'm excited to. Okay, so the Blazers social media account posts a video of Chandler airballing a three, which is pretty petty. I don't know. They yeah, made some joke right. like it is pre- a three point line is far back or something. I think I think Chandler Parsons like almost signed with the Blazers and then picked the Grizzlies over there. So that's important that's backstory. Yeah, so that's I think important that's backstory. Yeah. So, guys, this is so iconic. Like, I'm excited to tell you and remind you. Uh, Chandler responded and said, good luck in the lottery this year. Because they were going to be in the lottery. Yeah. They probably weren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> and CJ McCollum quotes tweeted and said, we hit the lottery by not signing you. Yeah, I forgot about that. That is an all-timer. That is an all-timer. Isn't it something that like is not brought? I'm going to bring it back like tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, that was uh, that's pretty ruthless. Uh, and like, again... Channel, like all the like all these guys who like they should know be self-aware like know who you are as a player and know that if you like try to go at someone a lot more popular than you mm-hmm. like you're probably gonna walk into a disaster 
See, like for me, just just the one step ahead thinker I am, whenever I'm about to like have a savage response to somebody, I think of a response. I'm like, is there anything they could get me on here? Like, is this worth it? If I'm pretty sure. And like Chandler, that was, he did not do much. Like, how are you going to talk shit when you have been so bad? You can't do that. Like, it's like what you were saying about Basemore. But on a bigger scheme, um, I just will never understand players players who talk shit to people that are significantly better than them and don't expect to be dunked on. Right. It's, you you got to know what's coming at some point. Yeah. I was just, today, I was just thinking about these old Twitter moments and that one uh, flashed through my memory. Yeah. Today... On Twitter, I tweeted a video of, did you see my video? Y'all can go look at it. It was Jaron stealing the ball from Steph. Um, It was a remarkable steal, right? And everyone, like it got so many quote tweets. It's being circulated. Everyone's saying, I've been telling y'all he's a generational talent. I've been, oh, Jaron, like he's different, like. And it's making me laugh. And they're making these comments about him like, no one can, there's nothing he can't do defensively. Like some people were saying that. They're making these comments. And I'm like, that shows how people on Twitter can really pull something and act like they're knowledgeable about it. You know what I mean? Like, how do people, like, I post one, if I'm not someone who follows the Grizzlies and I can see that video and just make some shit up. You know what I mean? It's so funny how people want to act like they know so much on different subjects based on so little context. Yeah, people, yeah. I mean, that's that's the downside of the internet and of Twitter is that there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, like you said, pretend they have knowledge about things that they don't actually have knowledge about. Yeah. Me and Adam, Adam and I are recording this at like freaking midnight so you're getting my add brain my non-medicated add brain sorry i've I've jumped around from subject to subject but okay it's what we have to talk about i know no one wants to we'll go home after this don't worry um we have to mention the east conference plans because those are happening too yay yep uh yeah the, <laughs> those ones are are officially set as we are recording this and i'm sure uh, they're gonna be great i'm so i'm like acting like it's a freaking funeral yes yeah Adam, here we got uh the first the seven eight game is the celtics and the wizards which i'm pretty excited for because first of all i'm from philly and the celtics have been playing horribly so i'm just naturally inclined to want to watch that and with the way that russell westbrook's been playing I think he obviously broke the triple-double record last week, which is a very big deal. Uh, I think he had like 24 triple-doubles in the last 29 games of the season or something crazy like that. No big deal. And, yeah, and so. Bradley Beal is trying to get back from an injury. He didn't look like himself earlier today when they played the Hornets, even though they did end up getting the win. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. And then the Pacers and the Hornets, which I'll be honest, the only reason I'm excited to watch that is because it's Lamelo Ball. Like, I, I don't need to see the Pacers anymore. And the Hornets are fun. Uh, and a lot of that is because of Lamelo. I just, like, can't believe some of the stuff he does on the court for someone as young as he is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the East plan might be, you know, almost as fun as the West plan, uh, even though, obviously, there are more big names in the West. 
Yeah. Speaking of LaMelo, bringing up Anthony Edwards, um, this is something that I would never tweet. It's a thought I have all the time because it sounds like why it sounds like I just can't let people have fun, but it is a funny observation that like Anthony Edwards is a hilarious dude, but now that people think he's hilarious, they will pull like any clip of him. He could yeah. be like, he could be like, Oh my God, there's a fly on my shirt. And everyone's like, this man is Dave Chappelle. Like this is the next. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> the people definitely do do that. I hope we don't ruin Ant because he is like so genuinely funny. Oh, Let's so not great. overdo it. Exactly. Yeah. I am, let me just say, I am like a 100% a massive fan of him just because of how funny he is. Like, not like I enjoy watching him play too, and he's played really well the last few weeks for the Timberwolves, who have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's the off the court stuff with him that's just so funny. Like him talking about hoping that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez get back together. Because Alex Rodriguez is about to buy the team. Like, all that stuff is just so funny. Uh, I love Ant. And uh, hopefully the Timberwolves can get a top pick maybe. And then they put, you know, someone, you know, ideally Kate Cunningham or someone, you know, else high in the draft that they can put with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. And they yeah. might have a fun team. I don't know how we got this far on a tangent about the Timberwolves. Uh, I was about to get even further on a tangent and say that in an alternate world, there is a podcast where I'm talking about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we're probably not going to touch on that here. (laughs) No, because you brought it up and I'm like, oh, pop culture. But yeah, basketball is what we're here for today. Yes, it is. Basketball is over here. And the reason we got off on the tangent is because Adam, see, look at me keeping us on track. Because Adam's talking about LaMelo, who could be Rookie of the Year, could be Anthony Edwards, it could be Desmond Bain, it could be Xavier Tillman. Um, it's could a, be Emmanuel quickly. It's a four-way tie between those guys. That's what people are saying. I like I like you just throwing the two Grizzlies rookies in there. Adam, that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love you just throwing them in there as if anybody else is talking about them. Yes, I said it in a very um, serious tone, but to people listening, I, that was a joke. That was sarcasm. Yeah. Um, yes, those are two very good rookies. That is pretty much, I think, the only reason people will be excited for that play-in game. I yeah. still think we should abolish, com- abolish conferences, but that's a yeah. different conversation. I, I do think <laughs> it would be so much more fun if we saw, at least like for one year, what would happen if the NBA got rid of conferences for the playoffs and just seeded at one through 16? Because there would be so many series between teams that will never have a playoff series against each other because you have to get to the finals. Like imagine if the Sixers and the Nuggets got to play a playoff series with Embiid and Jokic playing against each other. Like just like that's like the first example that comes to mind. Imagine if it was, I mean, maybe we'll see this in the actual finals, but imagine if we got a series like the Lakers against the Nets with like five different superstars all going, you know, at the same time, it would be really fun. I agree. Abolish conferences. Uh, it seems like they probably don't want to do it, but it would just be so much fun. Hell yeah. But like, why don't they want to do it? Uh, I think the reasoning is because there's much more travel involved and that probably means a lot more money involved too. Yeah. The NBA doesn't have enough money. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that's probably what it is. But yeah, I mean, hypothetically, getting rid of the conferences for the playoffs would be so much fun. 
I agree. And especially as a team that is in the wrong conference. But <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so is that the note we should end on? Abolish the conferences? I feel like that's yeah. a strong finale. Yes, it is. Abolish the conferences. Any last words, Adam? Well, let me let me do the honors. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 10 of Burners and Basketball. And we have really enjoyed staying up to make this for you guys. Um, by the time you could be listening to this at the end of the week, maybe we'll already know who's in the playoffs and who's not. But for now, just looking forward to seeing what happens in the play-ins. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Burners and B-Ball, at Burners and B-Ball. Don't forget to email us, burnersandbasketball at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the pod, hashtag BurnerTake on Twitter if you have any hot takes. Thank you so much for listening. Adam, do your sign Is this off. the time for the awkward send-off? Yes, it is. I just never know what to say. I can never okay. do a send-off properly. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Okay.